Hi there, my name is Michelle Zechner and I'm faculty at Rutgers University School of Health Professions, Department of Psychiatric Rehabilitation and Counseling Professions. And I'm back with Dr. Tony Zippel, a psychologist with years of building effective organizations and teams. Hey, Tony. Hi, Michelle, good to be with you again. We're the hosts for Flourishing at Work, a plan for helping professionals, a podcast series. Today is the last episode in our podcast series we want to talk about building a flourishing plan and using your strengths to keep it going every day at work. So we've talked a lot in this podcast series about different ideas, things like prioritizing yourself, remembering your purpose, letting go when you need to, keeping a positive uh, and healthy positivity going, thinking outside of the box for flourishing and more. You probably have some good ideas of the areas that help you flourish too. So, Tony, is there anything that I missed in all those topics that we've been talking about over this uh, six-part series? No, you know, I think what's been wonderful about this series is that we've covered uh, a lot of different tools that people can use, and, and, and people have a lot of tools in their box uh, that they can pull out. You, you know, the big question always is, which tool are you going to use, and are you going to use it the way that you need to often enough to really get benefit from it? Well, yeah, I mean, that's a great way to think about it is a toolkit or a tool belt, or maybe it's uh, a number of pretty pens or however you, you think about uh, these ideas for yourself. And, and I think today we really wanted to talk about that idea of a plan. Like, what do you want to do? How can you really make flourishing an urgent priority for yourself? And so, so much so that you actually take action every day. Um, yeah. So what do you think about that, Tony? I, I, I think that that's always the challenge. You know, uh, a lot of us grew up with mothers who were really good at giving us advice about, you know, eating better and getting enough sleep. And why don't you play with some nice friends? And, you know, and it was all really good advice, but that didn't mean we actually did it. Uh, and, and so the challenge is how do we take the things that we know really help us to do well, that help us to do well and flourish and actually do them routinely enough. And, and, you know, I think there are good strategies for doing that, but we need to pay attention to actually executing, not just knowing what it is that we should do. Yeah. You know, what you're saying really reminds me of the idea of practice. You know, uh, my mom actually always says practice makes better. <laughs> instead of practice makes perfect, sort of like you have to practice if you're going to play the violin, you have to practice if you're going to learn how to ride a bike. And I, I was almost sort of thinking about a flourishing muscle or the flourishing skill takes practice to grow and develop. If I just say, I want to you know, do something flourishing every single day without the specifics, I might just be sort of making stuff up in my head. I know no one ever learned how to ride a bicycle by reading a book about bicycles. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. right. So, so I think, I, I think that there are, are, are parts of this that are, are, are kind of universal and, and really useful. I mean, I think it starts with having clarity about the change that you want to make. You know, we touched a little bit on SMART goals, on making them specific and measurable. You know, you want to be, you want to be really clear about what it is that you want to do. 
And if you're clear about that, it's easier to be clear then about the benefit you expect to get from it. I want to develop a, a habit of walking for a half hour every morning before I get my day started. You know, specific, measurable, observable, relevant, time-bound, all of that good stuff. And, and now I want to be clear about what the benefit is. Well, I know that if I walk every morning, you know, it's good exercise and it'll help me with my blood pressure and I enjoy it. And it's fun to watch the sun come up and all of that other stuff. So what are the benefits that you get from that? And if you're clear about what you want to do and what the benefit is, it puts you in a position to build a plan. What are the things you need to have in your life that really support you in doing it? Yeah. And, and I know we've talked about this in, in some of our other podcasts about how hard change is and why we have to make um, flourishing a priority and how to sort of go about that. And yet we're actually almost talking about, a, you know, a very concrete uh, plan as you're talking about like the smart goal uh, situation or just being very clear about maybe two or three things every day that lead to your flourishing. I'm reminded a little bit of that exercise called three good things, where you think about three good things that have happened in your day. And I'm almost wondering if you could think about like three ways to flourish in the morning um, where you sort of set yourself up for success in a way of, you know, I'm gonna have a good cup of tea or coffee when I get to the office and I'm going to go for that walk outside, or I'm going to sing loudly in my car on the drive home. I don't know. I I think that's a wonderful idea. And, and, and the challenge is not in whether it's a good idea or not. The challenge is in doing it. So, so you're going to think every morning about three things that you're going to make sure you do during the day that take good care of you. These are things that are maybe connected to your signature strengths, that, that have to do with one or more areas that are particularly important to your well-being, All right? So, so you know what those are, but stuff happens during the day, you, you know? I, you know, I want to sleep this morning. I didn't get them written down. I'll do it tomorrow. It was just too much trouble. I was too busy, you know? So how do you actually execute is, is the challenge. The wonderful idea, but it only works if you do it. Yeah. Well, that makes me think of this idea of goal in uh, goal intentions, where you have an intention to start something new, and then also the sort of actually doing the thing that that you talked about, right? It's kind of like two different things. And you mentioned your strengths, and I, I wonder, could you say a little bit more about how your strengths can um, can kind of support any kind of plan or goals that you have around flourishing? Uh, that's a great question. And I think it happens in two ways. I mean, one is you want to pick goals that really connect to your strengths, right? You know, as part of that, let me write my own mission statement as a person. And that mission statement is often triggered by your strengths. You know, when I write mine, it has to do with learning and using new learning, with learning new things and sharing them with other people to make the world a better place. Because, you know, I, I tend to lead with my head. 
other people, you know, lead with their hearts and, and their version of it might start more with, you know, meeting and connecting with people and listening to what people have to say, all of that kind of, of social connection. So you, you, you have goals that connect to your signature strengths and then the things that support you in doing them your strengths are going to support. So if I was going to do, I'm going to write three things down and, and do them during the day, I'd want to think about things that had to do with learning and sharing and teaching and connecting with other people at that level. And the things I might do that would support me with that would be, uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to, you know, organize something in the morning. I've got a chart that I use for keeping this, and I'm going to track these three things every day, and I'm going to review it at the end of each week and see which the themes are and blah, 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 because that's kind of what feels good to me. So the strategies you use to support doing things can also leverage signature strengths. Oh, that's a that's really helpful, Tony, to to think about sort of who we are and what might make sense. As you were talking about putting together a table, I was like, oh my, because that is not my signature strength. And that would really be challenging for me and feel like work. But if I uh, if I named the flourishing strategies and put them in some kind of creative, like, okay, I have to sing a song that's related to that. strategy that I would be like, yes, absolutely. If I had to put a star next to my calendar or that would be motivating. Or or maybe for some people who are, are, you know, I tend to be a little bit of an introvert, right? You know, but for people who live in the world of other people and it really energizes them, you know, a strategy might be, I'm going to find a flourishing buddy. Ooh. And, and every morning we're, we're going to have a five minute phone call, you know, with somebody else who's really wants to pursue this, this flourishing business. And we're going to have a five minute phone call and we're going to talk with each other about the things are that we're going to do today that are going to support flourishing. Or at the end of the day, we're going to have a flourishing check-in and we're going to talk for five minutes about how we did with our goals as a way of increasing accountability and leveraging my strength around social connection and warmth and empathy. Wow. Oh, I love it. I could, I could just, my wheels are turning in my head. Like, I think that's such a great example. And we've tried to give, you know, I I think this is sort of nice because we've, we've got some different ideas about a flourishing plan. Um, I know we're putting together some stuff, um, on the MHTTC website that will have a plan based on some of the questions that we've asked here and um, on through the webinars um, on the website, uh, the MHTTC website. But I wonder, can you suggest a very practical uh, framework that we can use to get this plan going, get this flourishing plan party started? <laughs> yeah, well, well you, you and I in the past have talked about WHOOP. As, as a structure for, for making change in, in life. You know, uh, you want to be clear about what your wish is. You know, what is it that you want to do? You want to be, have a good picture of what the outcome would be if you accomplish this. So I understand what my world would be like and how much better things would be if I did this. That's not enough, though. You also need to think about what the obstacles are. And be really specific about the obstacles you anticipate. And it's not so much an exercise of identifying every possible obstacle that comes up, but you know, what are the one or two or three things 
that are really going to get in your way and derail your good intentions. And when you understand what those are, you're in a position to build a little plan to deal with those obstacles. So, so, you know, I'm going to write down every day, three things I'm going to do during the course of the day. And an obstacle uh, that I have is that, that, that I, I just have trouble getting going in the morning and thinking in the morning just doesn't work for me very well. You know, so, so maybe, maybe my, my plan with this is uh, I'm, I'm going to do a 15 minute walk and, and I'm going to write these down while I'm having my second cup of coffee. You know, now I'm awake and I'm alert and I can really think about this. You know, that's how I overcome that obstacle of just, you know, not being at my best for thinking first thing in the morning. So what are the specific things you're going to do to crack those obstacles? And, and then you experiment with it. You know, you, 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 uh, uh, you know, your plan may work wonderfully or you may discover that there's an obstacle you hadn't anticipated. Add another plan. Or you may discover I've dealt with all of those and they're working really well. It may be that you want another wish. So don't be afraid to experiment with this and evolve it. That Those are very, very helpful. Um, and I think you, you brought up a couple words uh, that I just want to highlight, it, thinking about the plan. And I think when we're talking about plan, we're not talking like, you know, mastermind plan to take over the world, you know, or something like that. We're talking about the way your plan for yourself to, to thrive and survive and be resilient and flourish. And you mentioned the word accountability, which I mean, over and over, I've seen that in the literature that it's like, really, you need a partner in this. And, you know, however you want to partner, you can partner with yourself. If you're an introvert, you can keep track, you know, using lists, you can partner with other people, you can partner with your spouse, you can even tell your favorite pet, all of these things. And the other thing that, that we talked about earlier, which I wonder if you want to spend a minute talking about is environmental cues. Yeah, environmental cues are really important. You know, we like to think that, that we make decisions about everything we do. But the the, the truth is, there's a lot of research on this, about half the things that we do during the day, we don't think about, we just do them and they're triggered by external environments. I mean, think about driving and, and how many things you do in the course of driving uh, uh, five or seven miles to work that you're really not thinking about. You know, you're just triggered by cues and you do things. That's how so much of life happens. And so we can use that to nudge ourselves in particular directions. So I, I was working with, uh, doing coaching with a woman who, who uh, always felt better when she did a little exercise. And, and as we talked about it, she talked about loving swimming. And, you know, when she would talk about swimming, she would just light up, you know, she was at home in the water and it felt really good to do that. And the rest of the day went better. And it's like, well, why don't you do more of it? And, and as we talked about it, one of the things that we settled on was, that she was going to put her gym bag with her suit and her towel and goggles and so on, uh, hanging on the doorknob to her apartment. So she couldn't leave the apartment <laughs> without looking at it and picking it up. And that always reminded her, oh yes, I've got that. You know, if I take that bag with me, it increases the odds I'm actually gonna stop at the gym and swim for a half hour. A simple environmental modification that made a big difference. You, you know, we, 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 I mean, we know what some of these are. You know, you, you want to have better nutrition. You know, you get all of the Twinkies out of the house and you put more <laughs> fruit in instead. Uh, uh, so what are the things you can do that nudge you in the right direction and increase the odds that you're going to do things even without thinking about it? 
you know, little nudges make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, the, these choice architecture ideas, like that's kind of at a big organizational level, but I think you could even do that at uh, the smaller individual level. Like if you know that music supports your flourishing at work, making sure that you've got the tunes you like access to them. You remember your phone charger, remember um, your password to your favorite streaming service so that you can listen to the music that really supports you and makes you flourish. Or if you're, you know, something that helps you flourish at work um, is making sure you go for a walk, making sure you have a good pair of shoes and socks that are at your desk or in your trunk or something like that. So those little tiny things that we can do with our environment to support our flourishing and remind us that we want to flourish. Remind you that you want to do these things and to make it easy so you don't have to think much about it, you know, and the good shoes and socks thing around walking is a really cool idea because some people, you know, love shopping for shoes, you know, nothing better than getting a good pair of shoes and I want to pick ones that are the right color and that I enjoy putting on, you know, I want them to match the, 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 the leggings that I use when I walk and I've got my special walking outfit and isn't that fun. So anything you can do that rewards yourself, you know, I feel good when I put my shoes on, you know, having shoes that are like, this is a reward that I get for doing this activity. Yeah. And it's so interesting. The things we're talking about today feel very concrete Um, about health and wellness as well. And yet those things are intrinsically tied to flourishing also. And and using your strengths, as you said, like if you're a shopper, if you're a bargain shopper, you can, every time you put on those shoes, you're going to be like, you know, I really had a great discount. And you can remember the joy you had in the hunt for the perfect pair of shoes. That's right. And I think that the real magic in all of this is to do something right? You know, when in doubt, do something and, (laughs) and, and you'll learn from it. Not everything you try is going to work. Not everything you try is going to be something you'll stick with. Not everything you do is going to really improve your life that much. So experiment, do lots of things, keep the things that work and dump the things that don't. If something works for a while and then it stops working, do something else. You know, I walked every morning and I've had the same route for six months. I'm getting kind of bored with it and I don't want to do it anymore because it's sort of dull. I'm going to go walk someplace else. I'm going to ride a bicycle, you know, find something that works for you. Keep doing it and keep changing it as you need to, to optimize the odds that you're going to do something that works for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I I think this is kind of a natural place for us to to wrap it up, Tony. I I think we really started by sort of reminding everybody of the tools that we've talked about in this series about how to have a flourishing life at work, how to uh, continue to flourish, how to put all those pieces together. And really the emphasis is on doing something. What are those next steps? And creating those next steps and using your strengths that you have to to do the things that you want to do. Um, is there anything that I, that you want to make sure we include in our summary? Have fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You know, I, I, I'm a big fan of Ben and Jerry's and the way the company started and ran for a long time. They used to say around Ben and Jerry's, if it's not fun, why do it? And so if you really want to be doing things that take care of you and help you to flourish, 
you need to find things that really take care of you and help you to flourish. You've got to find things that you enjoy. So, so my, my, my last thing I want to say about this is go have fun. And the more that you're doing things that exercise your signature strengths, that help you flourish, that take care of you, that really connect with you, the more fun you're going to have. Go have fun. Yay. Okay. You heard it from Tony's mouth. He said, go have fun. I'm going to make that my mantra today. Go have fun and you will flourish. Flourishing will follow. We would like to leave you with a couple of questions for yourself uh, to think about like how you might have fun. So what are some ways you'd like to practice flourishing or having some fun each day? Um, And then what strengths do you have that could support those actions? And what plan or action plan for flourishing what what that might that look like for you what's your whoop so this has been the last episode in this flourishing at work podcast we'd like for you to stay tuned for some new podcasts and other creations we're working on for the future we really thank you so much for taking this flourishing journey with us and we hope that you continue to grow flourish and have fun Thanks for listening. I'm Michelle Zechner, and I'm with Dr. Tony Zippel, and we are grateful for the important work you're doing. Remember to make some time for your self-care today. You matter. Be sure to like and subscribe this podcast series wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is a production of the Northeastern Caribbean Mental Health Technology Transfer Center at Rutgers University and made possible by funding from the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration.